This is Andy Perrault for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by Don Charles. Don, it's your second time on, yeah, on Boxing Social now. I know, within 24 hours. I mean, first you didn't have me on, then within, literally within 12 hours, I'm here again. So we're going to try and squeeze another one in later, but obviously let's um, reflect on Florian's performance first and foremost. A stunning and a devastating victory there in the first round. For as little as what it was, how do you assess his win? Well, how can you assess that? Um, except for we're very, uh, very, very pleased. He's very pleased. The team, we're very pleased because, you know, taking into consideration, he's been out of the ring for literally four last December in Manchester. That was his last um, uh, fight. So taking into consideration with everything, the lockdown, uh, what you saw in there, I mean, like I said, it was an emphatic win, emphatic stoppage. I can categorize that was not the plan. That was not the plan. If you've been at the ring for a long time, your trainer, a sensible trainer will tell you, take your time. We've got six rounds to, to do the job. Get the win, and if the stoppage presents itself, we'll take it. And he went in there, he hit the guy, the guy felt the power, and he saw, obviously, the fighter is closest to the opponent. He saw the guy's eyes, and he went for it. The win's the win, first and foremost, but you mentioned it wasn't the plan. Are there any senses of frustration that he couldn't just get a couple of rounds in? No, come on, no. You don't, the famous saying in boxing, you don't get paid for overtime. Like I said, the fighter is the nearest to the opponent. And we saw it. As soon as he, he hit, there was a, a, shot, a, a leading left hook he threw, glanced the tempo, and that kind of set it off. And he saw the guy's eyes. We saw the guy's eyes. And uh, I don't, he doesn't need no more invitation to conclude the fight. Florence said he's going to enjoy some crepes with some Nutella when he gets back to the hotel before um, getting back into the gym uh, early next week. Have you got a kind of a plan for him for the rest of this year? Most definitely. I mean, look, uh, you have to speak to Sam and Adam for that. Um, they have a, a, a plan. I mean, today, with that type of uh, win, um, it wouldn't surprise me and we would welcome it if they put him up again uh, before the end of the year, like December, next month. Um, he'll be ready. I mean, he lives in the gym. He practically lives in the gym. I have to, I'm the one who has to sort of uh, rein him back a little bit because he, he trains a lot. He's, 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 uh, he lives and breathes and he's boxing. We saw him call out Conor Ben afterwards and he said to me yesterday, you know, he'd love the fight, but he won't hang around for him. Do you realistically see that fight happening within the next couple? I know we spoke about it yesterday, but on the back of obviously tonight's performance and the fact he's called him out further. Well, that's naturally what fighters do amongst fighters. I'm not in a position, I'm not at liberty to, to elaborate on that. You have to, again, consult his management team, Sam Morley and Adam, uh, so Adam Morley and Sam Jones of S-Jam Boxing. And, uh, yeah, you have to speak to them. On, uh, they've got plans, trust me, they've got good plans. What do you think the welterweight division makes of Florian after tonight? Well, like I said, I, if I was in that weight division, I wouldn't be rushing to, to fight uh, such a character. And uh, remember, he's only been with me for one year now, and there's a lot of things. He's a brilliant, exceptional athlete, and there's a lot of things that obviously I'm tweaking along the way. Um, uh, with, when we keep talking about Conor Ben, obviously it's, it's nice to be spoken about with the same, uh, in the same breath as that, but I don't foresee that sort of fight. It's a big fight, potentially a very big fight. That needs to be built up. You're probably looking in, an, I'm not a promoter, but if I were for a moment, you'd be probably looking at 18 months' time, something that would be more realistic. Don, we will leave that there now and leave you now to enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you for your time this week and thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Always a pleasure.
Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Johnny, I know you've spoken about this already, but yeah, this whole Deontay Wilder situation, has it, has it baffled you like over the last week or so? Cool. I, 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 the more he said, the more, make, the more it makes me know this guy won't box again. I think he's done. Trust me, I think he's, he's done to Donald Trump. <laughs> he's not going quietly. He's not going quietly. Trust me, he's done. Because the, what he's saying... Number one, he's disrespected, and I mean disrespected Mark Breland in this accusation. Disrespected totally. And in doing that, in, you know how America is very litigious. As a, a, a solicitor could say, you know, you can sue this guy because this could, could affect your future earnings with what he said about you. You've got to think how he's thinking, America. That's number one. Number two, uh, out of his loss, since he's lost, he has blamed everybody apart from taking any responsibility for himself which tells me he has not learned his lesson, which tells me this guy has gone far and beyond repair. So, so now he's ostracized, and, and, and it's not just Mark, I'm quite sure Mark Bielen can, can get over it, but people that respect Mark, people that respect um, um, experienced people in our sport will disrespect Deontay for being so disrespectful, to, uh, to, to, uh, especially publicly, being so disrespectful to Mark Breland in such an accusation, uh, and even the, to the referee, uh, then he's, he, and so, so to me, I just think he's ostracised that many people. Deontay was a very wealthy man. If he can sit out and keep his mouth shut for this long, then finally does an interview, which apparently was with his mate or somebody he's familiar with, that wouldn't challenge him on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that BS. Right, he, what, he, he wouldn't sit with somebody, I'm assuming like you, or somebody worth their soul, that would ask him uncomfortable questions that he's got to answer, would ask him why are you, you're not accepting any responsibility for what you've done. He will come across as a complete ignoramus and a man that's not learned anything. And so and it's getting to the point where, where the criticism seems like it's now getting personal because this guy is not using his brain in regards to how he's dealing with this thing here. I'm telling you now, do not be surprised if we don't see him boxing again, or at least for the next three, four years. He's out. He's done. He's done. He's, 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 he's not going quietly. He's doing a Donald. He's doing a Donald Trump. Well, he's been more vocal in the last couple of weeks than he has done in the last seven, eight months. Yeah. But we don't... Everything that's kind of being said... But I think Mark Breeden come out yesterday with a statement. And did you read that? Uh, I, I saw he come out with a statement. I've actually read it yet. I was looking yeah, at something else. But he didn't actually refer to Yes, correct. That. Correct. Yeah, correct. He didn't refer to that. He, he just, it was a generalized statement. Yes. And so he's, he's showing his integri integrity. He's showing the kind of guy he is. He could have he bitched back, but he didn't. He yeah. just spoke about the sort of person he was, which yeah. shows the character of the individual. I think he made reference to that tweet. That went out. Uh, yes, yeah, so he wasn't put that. So unless he's scrambling to say, "Look, Dion, you please don't cite me, man. You got it wrong." You never know. He might give. He get, might give up people a chance that he shouldn't do. What I'm saying is, how Mark's dealt with it. He's dealt with it respectfully. He's dealt with it 
honourably, uh, and he stuck to the code. Deontay's broken every code that we fighters have amongst each other. So even if, even if it was true, everything he said about his water being tampered with, the, the referee having it in for him, then what, Breland having it in, even if, he, even if, this man has actually gone publicly to, to destroy these people on his hunch. Because saying that, if people believe what you're saying, you're destroying someone's life. If they believe what you're saying. So you've got to be sure 100%. I've got four drug cheats. And I knew you were cheating. I knew three of them were cheating in the fight. I knew. And I knew after the fight that you're on gear. I knew. And I, I, I was saying, Brent, he's on gear. I'm telling you, Brent, he's cheating. Brent said, you can't say anything. You've got to keep your mouth shut. And I've got to sit there and smile and bullshit my way through an interview after a fight, knowing I know this guy's cheating. Consequently, two, two weeks later, it comes out he's cheating. And I just think it's something I couldn't do, even though an unjust was done. And it was something I couldn't do. But what I'm saying is, I think Deontay has, has I think he, he's done a selfish thing. I think, I think, and if he really believes what he said, fair dudes, I'm not disputing that if that's what you really believe in. But if you're going to throw someone on a bus and, and potentially destroy their, 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 uh, their reputation, make sure you're 100% right. That is what happened. Not 100%. I think that's what happened. Have fact. Have evidence. And then throw it out there. Then you might get the sympathy of people like me. But, but to say what he said and how he said it, I'm like, yo, I'm not even talking about Glovegate. I'm not even talking about about, about, about the thing you said. I'm trying to find one interview where he has taken an, an, a percentage of the blame for his loss. One percent, he's not taking any, he's blamed everybody else. So, so, so it all coincided. Tyson Fury put some kind of egg thing in his glove or getting his fist down there in the glove from, from that. Tyson Fury must have colluded with Mark Breland for Mark Breland to, 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 to spike his water. He must have colluded with the referee for the referee to save his clock from getting flat, taken out flat, uh, flat on his face. He must have colluded with all these people in, in his country. He must have colluded with them all and they backed Tyson, who is not the easiest individual to deal with, trust me. If he really believes that, well, again, it tells me this man has not learned a thing. He's not learned a thing. He's like, yo, you're just beyond help. So do not be surprised. Prove me wrong, Deontay. But do not be surprised. We not see this man boxing for at least, at least number three years. That's it. People. And, and, and the other reason is this. He's in the new who he needs in club. If you was a fighter, if, if Deontay Wilder had nothing to offer you, such as a title, why would you fight him? Deontay's a millionaire. He's as dangerous as there is out there. See that, but Deontay's a millionaire. Deontay, would, is he, he's on that fine line as like, excuse my French, F these lot, I don't need this. You know, the, the, the boxing world, the blah, blah, blah. And he can get on with his life, doing what he's doing, and live very comfortably in Alabama. He could do all of that. You know, so, so he's on a fine line. It depends on what kind of support he's got now with the backlash of the things he's finally said after such being quiet for so long. I, I, I just don't get it. And why now? Why now when Tyson Fury said, well, you know, I'm going to fight him because you ain't telling me nothing. Uh, ain't that's, you know, why now you're finally saying something? It's like, he's doing a Donald. He's doing a Donald Trump, man. 
Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. I think it's safe to say that Jack Cullen is going to be your biggest test so far. Would you say this is the end of the apprenticeship for yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, Jack Cullen papers biggest test so far. Yeah, and um, we've gone in there and, and doing doing a job, good job on him, and um, it'll get me higher up the rankings. And um, I did put on a good performance. Everyone's going to me, yeah, you, we know you're going to win. It's just about how much good performance I put on. I mean, I've got to put the super middleweight division on, on notice on Saturday night and I'll be doing that. Now, we, we know that you've got a, a nice little knockout reel going yourself. And when you look at Jack's um, record, the two times that he's lost, he's been stopped. Are, are you gunning for the knockout again this weekend? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll be looking for the knockout and um, I'll be looking for early doors. Um, Still, mate, Felix Cash knocked him out and uh, I think it's the 8th for the 7th, I'm winning them. So um, I'm going to do quicker than him and um, no messing about. I've got, I want to win the British title so and he's in my way. And um, You're a sorry man if you're in my way because he's in one, one for hell of a night on Saturday night. Awesome. Cheers, John. All the best, mate. No problem, pal. Cheers. Thanks, Shane. Uh, Jonathan, do you want to jump in next, mate? Hey, John. John here from Rogue. Land, you right? Yeah, all good, yeah. Good. Um, I just wondered, what did you learn from your last outing against Anthony Fox, a really awkward operator? You then took him out in the later rounds. What did you learn sort of the most from that fight? I didn't really learn nothing. I just learned about the bubble and um, the uh, just the fight in general outside and all that. But... Um, that performance was a very bad performance for me. I know I got the stoppage and um, no one thought I was going to do that, but that was the only thing I took out of that fight. Um, I, like The rounds before that was um, I boxed terrible, to be fair with you, and um, any super little bit looking at the, uh, looking at the performance um, would think, oh, we've got the beating of John here, do you know what I mean? And watch Jack Cullen would be looking at, thinking, oh, John, be, I can beat John easy. But um, on Saturday night, I've got to perform very well. It's not just stopping Jack Cullen or doing what I've done last time. It's looking good doing it and... Um, if a stopper doesn't come and listen, I've got to look good doing it and win the 10 rounds comfortable. And which I, I know I will, and I will be going into the stoppage. But my last performance, I didn't perform to what I should have done. Nowhere near, nowhere near it. So um, this Saturday, I have to perform to my to my best. Um, Jack Cullen, obviously, last time out against um, Zach Chelly, it was controversial. What did you make of that fight? And what, what did you take from his performance there? Because I'm sure you'll be expecting a, a better version of him on Saturday night. Yeah, I've I've prepared well the site, and um, Jack Collins doesn't bring nothing different each time. Um, he, the best fight I've ever seen him on was with Felix Cash. He boxed well against Felix Cash the early rounds, and um, it was a good fight. But um, Zach Chelly um, definitely won that fight, and um, his feet was out of range. He, he took too many shots. The only problem with Jack, Jack Collins is he, he took too many shots and he leaves himself open. And at a super middleweight. Um, Zach actually didn't count on um, the mistakes he was doing and uh, missing by miles so on Saturday night you're going to see a, a, 
a big super middleweight absolutely demolished Jack Cullen. Um, I've seen a lot of mistakes Jack Cullen made on uh, when when he fought Zach Chilly, so um, I picked up on them, and um, you're going to see him uh, get knocked out. Does it just show the level you're at? You mentioned the Felix Cash fight, obviously at middleweight, but the level you're at, you're fighting these guys so early on in your career. Does that show how far you've moved in your career and, and where you're going? Yeah, definitely. Listen, um, Tony knows where I want to go and where where I, where I want to be. Do you know what I mean, and this is the kind of boys what I need to be put in front of. The better the boy, the better I'm going to fight. It's uh, simple as that. And you'll see on Saturday night. Um, as I went over again, I've got to perform well on Saturday night, and obviously my stalemate feels cash as boxing. Do you know what I mean? So we know I'm inside out. It's Tony knows. Do you know what I mean? But listen, I don't need Tony to tell me what to do. I know what to do with Jack Cullen. And um, I'm just looking forward to Saturday night. I'm uh, back in the bubble again. And do you know what I mean? I'm, it's going to be a, a good show. Um, there's three women fights, very good fights, and then there's three men's fights. Do you know what I mean? So there's all there's all good fights in the show, and I'm looking forward to my fight over and done with, and um, I can watch them. And just lastly, um, you mentioned the British title. Obviously, Lerone Rich has got it. Um, there's really exciting division. You've got Willie Hutchinson, who's uh, another Scottish fighter coming through. Is that a yeah. natural fight between you two? Yeah, listen, obviously it's going to happen and um, whenever it happens, you know what I mean? it could happen next year, uh, beginning next year, whenever. Um, if he wins the British title, it will happen very soon, do you know what I mean? Um, because I, I'm an eliminator and even if I have to go do a final eliminator, it's only like two or three fights away unless something else happens, he doesn't win it or he moves on, whatever. But um, I've normally for the amateur, do you know what I mean? And um, we, we was very good pals. And um, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's some big names out there in our weight, our weight division and um, I just think us three the, the main ones um, Ron Richardson me and Willie Hutchison um, but listen I know I've got to beat on them all and um, I wouldn't be in this division if I didn't think so so next year is going to be an exciting year and I've got to get through Saturday night Just uh, one final one before I pass you on um, your stablemate Connor Ben out next week against uh, Formaya um, what do you make of that fight how's Connor been looking? Yeah, I, I said to another interview, um, he's looking he's looking very good in training and um he's beating all these times in the running, his weights, he, he just he's looking very good and um obviously it's all right doing it in the gym, um but he's got to do it on fight night and um he's took a dangerous fight. I mean he, he he's risking it all and um this this risk will pay off from um I'm looking forward to watching Connor and see what, uh, see how that fight plans out. But um I do I think Connor will stop him late. Um he's probably come on Unreal, and I've been watching the sparring. He's been looking very good in training. So, um, obviously, he couldn't get the British title fight over Frank Warren and whatever it is. So he had to move on. Um, so I wish him all the best, and um, he should win that fight quite comfortable. Best of luck uh, Saturday, John. Cheers. Cheers, Paul. Thank you. Aim for boxing news to you. Pleasure to meet you, John. John, just when you're speaking to uh, my colleagues here, you're not minting any words. You sound like you're ready to fight tonight. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm up for it. I'm. Uh, I'm ready to go now. To be fair with you, I just want to get weighed in, and I'm ready to go. Um, I've had a good camp this camp, and obviously I've had a few opponents pull out, and um, I suppose he's fighting at Anfield anyway. So it was a tall opponent. We always, whenever change the sparring, when Anfield pull out because we had all sparring all then, so they all still come down all tall sparring. So. I've had a good camp and um, I'm ready to unleash on Saturday night. Is this bit like right now, you've been in the bubble before, is this bit kind of like a bit boring, a bit hard to relax at all? Yeah, definitely. I've run a PlayStation and Netflix. I've watched a few Netflix. Um, I'm on prison bakers now, so I'm just, I've already been here. I've done it. I mean, um, it doesn't really bother me. I'm just going to get my, when I get my test done and I pass it, um, 
I'll be out tomorrow and we're walking about, do you know what I mean, and seeing the boys are fighting again. So um, I've done it, do you know what I mean, I've been here, so um, I've got nothing else to to really go by, do you know what I mean, just I'm ready to fight Saturday. Did um, the no fans the first time round bother you at all? Um, not really, not because I was I had a lot of amateur fights. And when we boxed abroad, there was hardly nobody in the in the in the, the place where we boxed. So not really. I, I I don't bring a lot of fans anyway. To be fair, with you. it's only like my mum, my wife, my dad. It's not. I don't bring a lot of fans. But I think with the boy I'm fighting, Jack Cullen, I think he sells a lot of tickets, and I think he well. He never performed very good last time out, and I've got to say that about him. He looked very bad, so I think he needs a, an audience to, to push him on. But he's up at super middleweight now, and um, it's a different weight division. It's a different game. He's playing. Um, if he thinks he can do what he can do, what he's been doing at middleweight, um, he's got another thing coming on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, there was that contention last time around with the results. Uh, you spoke about it just briefly. Just remind me how you saw that fight, and do you think there'll be that contention this time around in the scorecards? It won't be on the scorecard this time. No, I'll, I'll be knocking them out, and um, I know for a hundred percent this is not going to turn rounds. And um, yeah, Zach actually won that fight last time. To be fair with you, before the fight, because I watched him fight uh, Felix Cash, um, Jack Cullen, I thought he was going to beat um, Zach actually, but um, Jack Chilly proved me wrong, and um, he made Jack Cullen look very, very, very basic. I knew he was basic anyway, but. He looked very bad on uh, his last fight, and I think I hear Jack Cullen saying, "Yeah, it was the right result to draw. No way was that a draw. He got beat fair and square, and you can see the, the difference of super middleweight to middleweight. What's made him? He's still the exact same. He's not put no muscle on or nothing. He's he's still. I don't know what he's playing at, but he's playing with danger on Saturday night. How far away do you think you're ready for like the British title? How far are you? I'm ready whenever. I'm I'm going to fight this fight here. And then I think I've got a final minute and then I'm ready to go. Whenever, really. Whenever they want to put me in for one, I'm ready to go. Two or three fights or next fight, whenever. I'm ready to walk and roll. You're very confident. Someone who's been calling you out, who's really confident from my ends, Idris Virgo. Uh, can we see that fight down the line? I see the smile in your face there. Nah, no. He, he wants to be going down middleweight now. So um, he's pulling too many excuses. And um, listen. That fight will never happen. I wish him all the best in his, in his career or whatever he's trying to get out of boxing. But um, no, he's not on my level and uh, everyone knew that. But listen, he can do what he wants. And um, recently we've just seen Josh Taylor. He's entered the pound for pound rankings. He's a Scotsman. You're a proud, proud Scotsman as well. You must take a lot of pride from seeing a fellow countryman uh, enter kind of the upper echelons of the sport and something you aspire to as well. Yeah, when I seen that there, yeah, it was just... Um, it gives you like a buzz, do you know what I mean? Like saying there's another Scottish boy doing well, do you know what I mean? Josh Taylor's an unbelievable fighter and um, he's proved it over and over again. Um, so whatever he does now is it's a bonus, do you know what I mean? He's, he's done very good in, in his career and um, I'd love to follow in his footsteps, do you know what I mean? But um, I wish him all the best and um, he's got a very good future ahead of him. <laughs> Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt.
Andrew McCart, IFL TV, in association with MTK Global. I'm always delighted and happy to be joined by my good friend Lee. The, the feeling's mutual, mate. I bet it is. I can tell it in your face. I know, I know, I know you love me. Um, we're back. We're back here in the Holiday Inn Express. We're back in Rotherham. Back so at home. Came, back at home. It feels like home now. Been at home for since August. Um, what's it? Seventh show now, isn't it? So seventh show. Seventh show in a row. Well, let's talk about the show. Break it down for me. Anyways, it was an absolute fantastic show, obviously, but due to COVID, we lost, obviously, Lee McGregor versus Kareem Garifi for the EBU Bantamweight title, which was an absolute kick in the bollocks. Mm-hmm. But we just got you just move on. Um, we tried to look for a few other options and stuff like that to see what else we could put on the show to give it a boost and stuff like that. Um, and nothing, there wasn't nothing there that made it right. Um, obviously, made it a better show or anything like that. So we just, we've obviously ten days to go and stuff like that. So we just, um, we rolled with it. We've got uh, obviously we had we've got now we, the new main event is um, Tersin Bay Kalakmet, um, an elite Kazakh amateur versus Macaulay McGowan. Macaulay McGowan is proper up for this you fight. You know what? For my interview, he's definitely up Wait, for He's up for this fight. A lot of people are writing him off, and he just don't even care. He's just, I was, someone said to him yesterday, he was like, oh, I see this. Place. He said, I don't care. I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. I'm going home with that belt. So, um, Kalak Met is an unbelievable talent. Um, from the from Kazakhstan, um, so it's, it's a great main event. WBC international title um, made the best man win both MTK. So it's it's a good fight, a very good fight. I just want to say to somebody to stay on him uh, for a wee bit longer because uh, he did beat Israel Israel Madrimov three Come. times or two times in the yeah, amateur. One of my favourite so fighters. Israel Israel one of your favourite, yeah. Israel, um, they fought five times uh, in the amateurs, and he beat him three times, and uh, Madrimov beat him twice. So that um, just goes to show you. Yeah, it shows you that, you that obviously yeah. Israel Madrimov's already, um, I'm pretty sure, interim world champion mm-hmm. after six or seven fights. So he's an unbelievable talent. It just shows you what a talent Kalakmet <clears> is. <throat> um, so. Because obviously Asuka, his manager, I've told him obviously Madrimov's one of my favourite fighters, like up and coming fighters. He keeps sending me clips of um, <laughs> Kalakmet <laughs> pinging Madrimov and stuff like that. So nah, this is it's all good. Um, it's, we could unearth um, a new superstar mm-hmm. um, live on IFL. There you go. Come on. Hey, what, more, what more can we ask for? What more do you, can we ask for? Exactly. But um, yeah, the, obviously. <clears throat> Down the, down the card, we've got Tom Hill versus Jack Rafferty, um, rescheduled after Tom Hill got COVID, so that's been rescheduled. A great crack, it's a cracking fight. Um, two young up-and-coming fighters in the world weight division. Um, winner of that will move on to hopefully English title uh, level. Possibly there's a few fights there. Obviously, Jack Rafferty is up for the Marku fight. Obviously, possibly Sam Gilly. Um, so there's a few good fights there for the winner of that fight. Or even down the line, Lewis Crocker. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, WBO European champion. So um, yes, yeah, so it's, it's a good little fight. That and then we've got obviously the Irish um, sensation Paddy Donovan, top-ranked fighter, 
obviously Paddy's been talked about to be the next superstar from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's got to prove it in this fight to just to win. Germani Camaro is tough as you come. Obviously, he's been on our shows a lot. He's fought a good, a good few of our fighters. He's never been stopped. Uh, he's a very, very good fighter. <laughs> There's the main man, Sean O'Hagan. Um, the uncrowned trainer of the year. There he is. He's on camera. He's on camera. Yeah, maybe we got you. We got you. Come on, mate. It's on you, the camera never likes Yeah, the uncrowned trainer of the year. That's it, he's got it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Paddy's got to prove how good of a fighter he is in this fight, because obviously Camaro is coming to win. Camaro is always coming to win. He's mandatory for a, a Southern Area title. He's meant to be, his next fight was for the title, but obviously due to COVID, that's not been able to put on. So, yeah, Paddy's got to be on his A game. Obviously, Andy Lee thinks he... He's going to rise above this levels, so we'll see. It's a good fight. It's a good little yardstick um, to see. Um, Inder Singh Bassi versus Jack Martin, uh, both two free and open. Great 50-50. Fought in the amateurs, um, got stopped on a cut. So unfinished business, unfinished beef. Don't worry about the noise in the background. It's just Sean O'Higgins making himself a coffee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's a good fight. Both. Both fighters are managed by us. Um, both wanted to fight, so what we've done is look, this is the opportunity. Do you want it? Yeah, sweet. Both jumped at it, so yeah. fair play to them. Um, Billy Joe's little protege, uh, Lewis Emerson. Well. Yeah, well. <laughs> Young. <laughs> Young. <laughs> Young protege, um, Lewis Emerson, um, fights on the card. Obviously, he was meant to fight a few weeks ago on the same card as Tom Hill, but he got um, COVID, so it's his time. It's his time to get get on the get on the show and get a win before the year's out. Uh, Billy Joe thinks a lot of him. Um, thinks he could be moved quite fast, so we we'll have to see how he how he looks. Also on the card is Dave Allen's young protege. <laughs> yeah, uh, Danny Morell. Um, Danny Morell is obviously training at the Ingle Gym now. He's got a point to prove because everyone just sees him as Dave Allen's mate on Instagram and stuff like that. So he's got to prove that he can box and he's obviously wants to be a professional fighter. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we did lose Hassan Azim um, due to COVID, unfortunately. So um, wish him, obviously, there's no symptoms there. So it's another case of no symptoms for a fighter. But... It's an, it is what it is, come back positive, we wish him well, get him, and hopefully we get him back out as soon as possible. In terms of this year, we've got one more date, which is the 2nd of December, the Golden Contract. And what a show that is. What a show that is, can't wait for that, I'm looking forward to that already. And then, going into the new year, have yes. you got any dates lined up? Hang on, let me just turn my um, pad upside down, it's got a bit in about 20 fights on there. No, no, I've already read them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, possible fights. No, do you know what, for the last couple of days, obviously, while I've been isolating and stuff like that, I've been talking with the team, um, sorting out fights for our fighters, what cards were going to happen. Um, 
So yeah, we don't obviously we're waiting on um, results from purse bids today for Liam Walsh versus pa uh, Paul Highland Jr. Uh, Lee Wood versus Reese Mould. Um, so yeah, we'll see if we're successful with them. If we're not, it's it's not a problem because they'll go on to obviously a Sky show or a Frank show. So it it's it's long as the fighters getting paid and getting the fight. That's the main thing. But if we win them, we'll get them put on early um, early in the year. We've got a date in um, January. Um, we've got a date in February. We're looking at doing a show every, once a month. Um, back here? Yeah, yeah. We'll this, be this is basically the home end. We'll be back here <laughs> for till we can get crowds again. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's it's just a good little venue for us. It's a good, we've got a good little setup. We've got good, obviously, financial deals with the hotels and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's, it's good. It makes sense for us to be here. Some people keep going to me, oh, why Wakefield? Why? But it, if it makes sense for us it, as a company, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, obviously, London prices of hotels and stuff like that, it's just, it, it, it don't work out. Obviously, there's not a massive budget, obviously, in, in shows at the minute with no fans. So, um, yeah, things are going. This, obviously, we're going to start announcing our shows over the next couple of weeks for the new year. But we'll definitely be doing one one a month, possibly more. Obviously, we've got our other shows in Dubai and Kazakhstan as well. So yeah, we, it's 2021. It's all systems go. Definitely, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, hey, what time is it? Lee? Our subway will be here in half hour. Half hour, mate. All right, well, I'll cut this interview, load it up, and hopefully by that time, yeah, I'll yeah, no be here. But so almost showtime, mate. Almost showtime. Finally, I always ask you this: Why should fans tune into IFL TV to watch this? What more are you going to be doing on a Wednesday night? Get a takeaway, grab a beer, tune into IFL TV. Couldn't have said it better, mate. Lee, as always, thanks for this IFL Cheers, TV. Mate, take care. Yeah, uh, looking forward to myself. But you bought it, right? Of course I did. Good man. Cheers, man. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by... What did Lee... What did you call him, Lee? The, uh, Johnny Kebab. Johnny Kebab. Johnny Kebab, the, that's my name now. The unwhat... Trainer of the Year? Oh, the, the, um, I can't remember what this is. Uncrowned. Uncrowned Trainer of the Year, Sean O'Hagan. That's it. He's not a bad lad, is he? No, he's not. He's all right. Look at him over there, look. He's there, look, relaxing, look at him. <laughs> uh, Sean, how's things? I went all right. As you can see, I've been keeping myself in good shape. <laughs> as you, always. Well, you said you said to me earlier that you've been going on long walks with a dog. You've, you've been eating healthy, so you are trying to kick a little bit of weight, are you not? Yeah. To be honest with you, Things were going wrong way. Different bits and bats of medication for various ailments. Um, but I come across a dog, my new dog, 
I've got one of them uh, Hungarian Vizsla things, and it's barmy. <laughs> it's barmy. Don't do a, th- a word. Don't do a thing. I tell it. So I'm learning Hungarian now, just in case. <laughs> but no, it's um, to be honest, now back active. Yeah, yeah. Do a few miles a day with it. You enjoy it? I love it. Good. I, I didn't set out to do it. It was just because I've got it and it needs walking, and I thought this ain't bad. This. So yeah, I'm out most uh, mornings and nights. Good. Down as local stately home, Temple Nilsen. <laughs> Lovely place. It's nice. Good. Well, I want to just jump straight into the deep end with you then. Let's just go straight to Josh Warrington. Um, Kanzu, any news? Uh, Dates? Apparently, the fight's done. Mm-hmm. Still waiting for a solid date, but expect an announcement with it next um, 24 hours, I would imagine. Next day, so yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Can, you not just let me know, can you not just break the news now for me and our fish? Uh, yeah. Might be about February, mate. <laughs> <laughs> might be. Might be. Valentine's yeah. Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, we were just reminding me there. <laughs> Roses and red, violets are blue. I've got a knife. Get in the van. <laughs> Get in the van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that one. So, well, where's that going to be in the UK, obviously? I would think so, yeah. 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 I would think so. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just a case of a solid date now. And we're waiting for can't say it so much we've got to wait for an editor announce it he likes to announce somebody. You can you're the man in boxing now. I'm gaffer anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well just announce think, it. I think it's about February. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I ain't got a solid date. It's so. a good fight though for, for Josh Kenzie. I mean the way the way fans look at it is that Josh throws a thousand punches around, Kenzie throws a thousand yeah. punches around, so we're just gonna get on an all out action packed fight here. It will be. I'll tell you something interesting. Over six rounds, Kanzu, Zulkan, I don't know which way around they do it, throws 750 punches. Josh is exactly the same in the East stats show that over six rounds, 750 punches. But interestingly enough, that statistic, it doesn't drop as the fight progresses. So there's 1,500 punches thrown by both of the fighters, each over 12 rounds. So that'll be some fight, won't it? That, that just, that's just mouth-watering. When, yeah. when, you, when you break it down like that, you're just thinking, just punch, punch, punch. That's it's just, be yeah. some fight, will that? Because he can fight, can't lad. Mm-hmm. He can fight, and you know, we've had one or two people say that we'll take an easy option. I don't think WBA Super Champion's an easy option, do you? No. Who throws 1,500 punches? Definitely you know, not. Is there on merit? And the truth of it is, others, Gary Russell, he didn't want to fight. Shaka Stevenson, he's just a gobshite, isn't he? He didn't want to fight neither. They all want to fight until they get made offers, and then all of a sudden they've got other things on. So, thing is, well, Shaka's moved up, has he not? Has he not vacated and moved up? I don't know what he's doing, saying he hasn't he? Mm. Saying he's vacated and moving up, but then he still keeps mentioning us, so why keep mentioning us if he's moved up? You know, chump change, they call the offer that we made. Chump change. After how many fights has he had? 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's well, no experience enough anyway. No. But what's, what, what, are you hoping for the unification fight or after, another one after Kanzu to get unify or become undisputed? Well, quite, to be honest, I'm looking at that. They're looking at Blockles being shouting us out. Call it, what they call us? Josh Waddington. I fight Josh Waddington. What they call him? Spanish kid. Sounds like an ice cream. Cornell? 
Navaretti. Navaretto. Oh, the Mexican. He's Mexican. Navaretto. Emmanuel yeah, yeah. Navaretto. Yeah. Well, he can fight and all, can he? He's a good fighter and he's been shot. And he throws a lot of punches, doesn't he? He does throw a lot of punches and he's got a good knockout rate. Um, very good knockout rate. So, I mean, maybe Kanzu, then maybe Navaretti. Navaretto or Navaretti, Navaretti, yeah. And I'm not taking piss, I just genuinely don't know. Um, Navaretti. And then maybe, well, I don't know, it might be time to go. It might, we don't know. We know Josh wants to fight in the States. Yeah. Are we going to wait till we get crowds back before Josh makes that leap over the pond? I hope so. The yeah. final's going all the way over there to fight behind closed doors, won't it, nearly? Mm-hmm. Um, listen, we'll just have to see how it pans out. I mean, there's a bit of a vaccine available now, isn't there? So I'm hearing, yeah. So the same. So I'm hearing. What do you call it? S- Pfizer, Pfizer, or whatever you call it, it's a bad one. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, I think things will certainly change. They're not about rolling it out at Christmas, aren't they? For the elderly, I think, yeah. For the elderly and infirm. Yeah. I'm vulnerable. So you'll so be first in the queue. Um, well, I won't now because I'm off all my tablets, aren't I? Uh, you go, yeah. you're, you're healthy now. You're, like that, you're back, ca- at, back at the queue, fat. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I should have just left myself where I was so I get me get my jab. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, there's, there's pros and cons there. Now I'm fit. Now I'm fit, you see. I'm just like anyone else, back at queue, fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get, back at queue, fat. Um, I, I don't want to touch on Maxi Q's because, I mean, what a lockdown he's had. In terms of what, what, because John O'Carroll wasn't expecting to beat John O'Carroll, did it? Yeah. Went over to uh, Dubai, yeah. fought Victor Kotchikov. Yeah, well, I'm glad you can pronounce that. Um, and then again, became WC international champion. I mean, for Maxi, it's been an, an amazing turnaround for the kid. It's been good. I think one thing that's come out of this is that kids that say this about boxing have stayed in the gym, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And you know, time and time again, you see kids will go out and fight, and then they. Uh, Hi, Heidi, you all right? What's he doing? Be they were just do doing gestures behind you. You don't get off any air off like one day. No, no, no. You no. Don't, don't no. You? See, he's, he's trying to make his own brand now. Proper professionals, them guys. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They're my favourites, Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn. They're my favourites. So where were we? Uh, Maxi. Maxi, yeah. So you get. I mean, what happens, and I've seen it once or twice in my own gym, you'll get a kid, they don't come anywhere in that gym until you get a fight date, and then they come in thinking they've got eight weeks, ten weeks, but now, now. Is, he, is, that, is that your original thing, was it? You see, this is what you get, this is MTK of MTK. MTK's full of fun, that's what, the thing with MTK, they're full of fun and laughs, we'll say that. Do you know what I like it, it's a good laugh, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, they get a fight date. And then they start coming in the gym because they've got a date. What they don't realise is the schooling and the technique and everything should be done in between fights. Mm-hmm. Your camp is your camp and that means don't have three months off, six months off until you get another fight date and then turn up. Because you know, with current situation these fights are going to turn down very, very quickly. And I think you should be ready, any fight really should be ready to go in four weeks time. You know, it should be at a level where level of decent base level fitness you get a bit of sparring a bit of technique and they should be ready to go and that's what Max has done he's stayed in he's enjoying his training um, he's learning all the time you know what I mean to be fair they want the right lot to do with him maybe a little bit erratic not knowing when to go and when not to go mm-hmm. and, but he's got a bit of a rhythm now he's got a bit of a pattern to his his, his boxing and he's looking he's looking very very good to be honest 
Definitely, and, uh, and he's done done it done it done it the hard way as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, hopefully he'll get somewhere else. So fingers crossed for the kid because he's a nice guy. I seen on his Instagram that he was back in the day job, but he took his WBC belt with him, which is uh, good to see. So he's out, he's, he's out on the. I was, he was back on the the building site painting. Yeah, but he had his belt with him, which is had good his belt. The lads. Did he have it on? Yeah, yeah. Over yeah. overalls. Oh, his over, <laughs> over his overalls got paint all over it and everything. But he's a good lad. He's a good yeah. lad. Um, well, MTK fight night tonight. You're you're working house seconds, I believe. Sean, you're doing your bit for the the community. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's like community service, isn't it? It's a bit like community service. <laughs> well, you're doing your bit, which is good to see, and it's always good to see. Dan I don't know what I'm doing to be honest. He's just me to say if I'm coming down, so I came down. Barely uh, there tested me, and then I was sent to my home, so I don't even know. <laughs> you're I don't even know if I'm meant to be here or not. Nah, you're meant to be here. There's a reason why you're here. You're, you're good at your job, which is good to see. And you bring laughs. You you, you tell some funny jokes. I want to say your jokes on. You don't tell jokes. What do you do? You just talk, and shit comes out your mouth. Basically, it does. That's what my missus says. <laughs> shit comes out of your mouth. <laughs> hey, Sean, I won't keep you much longer, my man. Uh, but in summary. You almost broke the news that we can see Warrington can do sometime in February. I can see it happening sometime in February. You yeah. can see it happening. Yeah, yeah. You've not broke the news though. I've not broke the news, no. but I can see it happening sometime in February. Sometime in February. Perfect. Well, we'll look forward to that. I'm pretty sure everyone's looking forward I to that. I think Eddie will, uh, yeah. sure Eddie will get it sorted out the next day or so. Fingers crossed, that's yeah. what we're looking forward to. No worries. Sean? Thank you very much, and I'll see you around the hotel, no doubt. You will, it's been a pleasure once again. Thank, Thank you very much, man. Thank you, Sean. Cheers, pal. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. So, looking at this fight, uh, your opponent, um, I think I'm saying this right, Jorgelina Guinini, uh, she is a replacement for Ebony Bridges. Do you believe that this could potentially be a tougher fight for you? I think so, yeah. I think so. She's a lot more experienced. She's already got a world title. She's had 12 fights or something like that. You know, she is very experienced. Um, but yeah, you know what? It hasn't even phased me about the opponent. Um, after Gav told me, and I was like, oh, for God's sake, about the pullout. He was like, five minutes later, yeah, we've got a placement. Okay, let's crack on the train. And then like, it hasn't phased me, really. What, when, when you found out you were going to be fighting Ebony Bridges, what, what were your thoughts that knowing you were going to be fighting for a world title against an opponent who is relatively quite young in a professional career? Um, it, it shocked me because I, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't ever put me and Ebony fighting together, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't know, it, it's a pair of social media, isn't it? She's got a strong following on, on social media. And so that's, that's how originally she, she would have got the fight, really. It's through the power of social media and people constantly tweeting Eddie saying, get her over here. So, yeah. Last time out, of course, you had that scrap with Shannon Courtenay. Um, it ended up being quite a tough fight, which I thought you deservedly won. Do you think that's the perfect preparations going into this world title fight? 
I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's a good fight, and obviously she's a small opponent, and this opponent is also small, so that that's great. Um, it was good to get an eight, eight rounder in um, after being um, out of the ring since November. So yeah, it's it's good preparation really, and I was pleased with my fitness, and I think um, it it gave us a lot to build on and a lot to learn from. So yeah. Also on the card on Saturday night, you have uh, Katarina Fanders, who is a former opponent of yourself. Of course, you've both got to do the business this weekend, but do you see a potential rematch between you two? Too heavy for me. It's too heavy. You know, it was just one of them, at the time, this was probably like, what, two years ago, and it was, you know, we were struggling for fights. We were like, yep, let's do it, let's take it. No, no, it's, it's too heavy for me, to be honest with you. Nice one. Thank you, Rachel. No worries, thank you. Thanks, Shane. Um, if you pass over to Jonathan next. Hey, Rachel. John here from ProWatching Fans. How you doing? Hello, okay. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, going into this fight um, off the Shannon Courtney fight, um, I just wondered how has your life changed since then, considering the high-profile win over Shannon Courtney? You were going in, I believe, as the underdog. How has life changed? Um, I mean, it's mainly, you know, the, the social media, really, that's changed. I've got a, a lot more more followers and things like that, and a lot more people messaging me. Um, but, you know, life, life carries on as normal for me. I'm very down to earth, and I, I carry on, and I'm still working, and I'm, I'm just happy doing what I do. I mean, the, uh, the phone calls, uh, you know, from, from Eddie to my manager, that's, that's a bit crazy, and it's still a bit surreal you know having these massive opportunities that's that's crazy but yeah life was on as normal for me and i'm quite happy with that how dangerous do you believe um your opponent is on saturday former world champion obviously well if a sparring partner katarina thunder didn't stop me she certainly isn't going to stop me is she you know and that's uh, what a stone heavier than in this fight so yeah i'm feeling confident and um if you win uh, on on Saturday night and Shannon Courtney wants a rematch, is that something you'd entertain? Um, I don't know. We'll see. You know what? I'm quite happy. You know, I'm weighing in at bantamweight uh, on Friday, and um, I'm I'm quite happy at this weight. Um, so she's on her own journey. I'm on my own journey. Whatever happens, will happen, kind of thing, really. Best of luck on Saturday. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, I believe we've got Danny Flexen for seconds out. Hey, Rachel, how are you doing? Hi, Danny, you okay? I'm good, yeah. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. And when we first talked about this opportunity coming up down at Bantamweight, um, you talked about potentially cutting off a leg. Now, we yes. can only see you from the waist up, but I'm assuming you haven't gone to those um, depths to get the I job done. Yeah, I genuinely thought, you know, when Eddie said, we're about Bantamweight, I was oh my God, like I've never, ever... <laughs> got down to that way and you know what looking in the mirror it's like looking at a, a really muscly um 14 year old version of myself it's really bizarre <laughs> it's really bizarre um but no no we, we're good we're good and as you can see I'm, I'm not drained i'm still really bubbling and you know having a good time so yeah we're on course i'm confident i'll make it absolutely confident um so yeah it's all good what have you tweaked either in your, your training or your diet or both to enable you to knock off those last few pounds? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I've changed. I think it's my eating habits, you know, this year. 
Um, to be honest, I was one of those those typical boxers who um, used to fight, um, and then afterwards they'd absolutely binge, and I'd find that really difficult. I'd end up going to the shop and getting a load of cakes and stuff like that you know, throughout my, my camp, um, maybe once every four nights. So I, I've always struggled to make the way, but now I'm working from home and I'm not rushing around so much. I've just got a better relationship with food, you know. So um, I thought that's that's the main thing that's that's helped me cut the weight. Really, is just having a better relationship with food. I was hoping for some more um, practical tips for myself, but uh... yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut off the leg. It's fine. Um, I saw you were quoted recently as saying you'll need to step up again from the Shannon Courtney performance to win this fight on Saturday. What specifically did you look at when you reviewed that fight that you felt you could still improve on? Because it was a really good performance. You know what? I'm my, my, I'm my own worst critic, and that that pushes me on in every aspect of my life. Um, so, you know, that, that's just that's just me. But for me, I could have been more. Uh, I, I made it more. I made it hard work for myself, to be honest with you. And I could have used my assets a lot better. I could have used my movement a lot better. Um, and move my head and things like that so and, and mix it up between the body and head so yeah there's a lot to, to work on from that and um, I'm, I'm hoping that that will be reflected in this this weekend's performance brilliant really appreciate it best of luck obviously on Saturday no worries. thank you See you. thanks Danny um, next if we go over to Ames from Boxing News TV Ames here for Boxing News TV great to see you again Rachel how are you doing Hello. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm not too bad, not too bad at all. Uh, last fight, of course, you were in with Shannon Courtney. Uh, you kind of won the hearts and minds of people when we saw you crying on Sky Sports. <laughs> I know you don't like that being mentioned, but I've got to mention it. Just reflect, like, from the, literally that final bell to where you are right now. Um, you know what? It's been a lot of hard work. It's been a lot of hard work and sacrifices always um, with fight camps. And I think um, I'm hungrier than ever. Um, because I've kind of gone back into a fight camp quite quickly. You know, on Saturday, it will be uh, three months to the day that I was last in the ring, so it's quite a short turnaround. So I'm definitely feeling really, really like, hungry for the win. I want the win. It's making me really, really determined. And, uh, yeah, I've had a really good camp. I'm really proud of myself and, and, and what my team have achieved in, in camp. Yeah, as Daniel was saying, you're, you're, you've gone from feather to bantam. Just to elaborate again how you found that, uh, that weight change here. You know what it's been all right it's been all right i haven't killed myself um to be quite honest like there's been times in the in the past particularly in kickboxing when i thought of super bantamweight and it's killed me i've had to do saunas you know i'm that weak like getting onto the scales i can barely speak and i don't think you're going to see that this week because i've just learned how to do it a lot better um so i'm, I'm confident that I'll, I'll be able to do it and i think well you know if i can make these weights why not do it again in the future you know as long as as long as I give a, a good account to myself and everything goes well, yeah, I can't see why I can't fight these weights again, to be honest with you. And I think that's where I'll be looking, what I'll be looking to do. Last time round, a lot of people were backing you. A lot of bets were placed on you for the upset, as it were, coming into the fight. What about this time round? What have you seen in terms of people backing you? Maybe they've been doubting you a little bit. What have you seen? Um. So I think, obviously, there's been a change of opponent, but... I, th I think um, I think the bookies have got it right. Well, I haven't looked at the odds since the change of opponent, but when it was Ebony, they were like, "Yeah, Rachel's going to win." Um, I don't think I think people are backing me. I think people people think I'll I'll do it. 
you know I think people have actually seen oh god she's that tall and she's that strong you know and um it's, it's made people realize you know and I haven't been stopped at heavier weights so why, why would I you know get stopped at lighter weights you know yeah obviously you mentioned Ebony and others have mentioned Ebony that was the original opponent there it probably would have been just a tad bigger platform if you'd for Ebony Bridges do you want that fight uh, later on down the line and I know you're kind of upset obviously that Ebony had to pull out because of an injury oh you, you know what it, it, it is what it is it's, it's boxing isn't it and I've injured my shoulder before and it's just mortifying you just can't do it um you know what we'll, we'll say we'll say but I, I think um Gav my coach mentioned that Eddie's got a show in Australia uh, coming up next year I'll definitely go over have a little holiday keep the spiders away from me <laughs> but we'll see yeah I'm, I'm up for it anyway but I think by hopefully by you know then or being when on Saturday I'll be what seven and one or she'll be four and oh I think that's, that's quite a big difference in experience to be honest People can hear my accent. I think people can hear your accent. You stand to be—you <laughs> stand to become a Midlands world champ, a world champion from Midlands. What does that mean for you? It means a lot. It means a lot for for BCB um, who, who manage me. Um, I'll be their first world champion, so it means a lot. And everyone wants me to bring it home to the Black Country, and that's exactly what I intend to do on Saturday. And forget about the Midlands for a moment. This is obviously your dream. Uh, talk to me about like that the original dream that you had when you first kind of put on the gloves and now this moment, I suppose. You know, I've always aspired to be a world champion. And I think probably in the, the midst of my pro boxing career, I've got a bit disheartened, you know, with the availability of fights and not being able to... I've tried to have a title fight back at home and I just haven't been able to get a sponsorship to do it. And... It's crazy. I've, I've stuck it through and here I am. It's absolutely crazy. Anything can happen in this whirlwind of boxing. Yeah, you're on the cusp of winning a title. In the bubble that you've got with you coming into this fight is Terry and Katie who have done that. Will you speak to them for advice on these next few days? Um, I think I think I'll just, you know, just, just speak to them in general, really. Mm. Uh, we're all very different. So each, each one of us going into a fight has a different game plan because of different opponents and different mindset and different personalities so I think I'll just um I, I know myself well enough to look after myself in fight with but it'll be it'll be nice certainly will be really really good to meet them and catch up with them this week if you get a chance and uh do you expect this fight coming in with uh Guanini to be like the fight that you fought against uh Kathapulu? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, let the blood splatter everywhere. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> we'll see. I hope so. You know what? Keep running on to my straight punches because it looks great on my Instagram when everyone's covered in blood. So, yeah, crack on. <laughs> and uh, final question for you here. Um, if you do win that title, do you expect the, to be crying again on Sky Sports? <laughs> you know what I've even thought about putting a film on where like a dog dies this week so I deliberately cry <laughs> try and get it out of me oh god no I didn't even anticipate doing that last time it took me by surprise never mind the whole you know everyone watches I hope not I hope not but we'll see <laughs> all the best Rachel thank, thank you for your you. time thank you thank you very much and lastly uh, we've got Daniel to jump in before we let Rachel go off hey Rachel how are you doing today Hello, you guy. I'm doing good, thank you. Um, especially with the pandemic going on during this time, how has your training gone, uh, especially for this fight, compared to your last one? I know that there can be a lot of 
difficulties, especially with limitations and, and whatnot? Um, you know, it camps been different this time because the, the gyms have been open throughout all of my camp up until Thursday. So that's been really positive to get back into the gyms properly. Um, but especially now, this past week, it is been a little bit worrying because so many people have, have been getting COVID around me. Um, to me, it's a virus. I'm a very fit person and it'd be just like another cold or flu to me, you know. Um, but it's just that that thinking it could stop me fighting. It's you've got to make sure it doesn't play on your mind. So that that's probably one of the differences from from last time uh, that's that's been on my mind really. And do you think that in the next few months, depending on if you win this fight this weekend, you have opportunities to move on to other fights. Do you think that with this current situation that things can change and you'll have to find a new way to train or a new way to go about your business? You know, there's, there's positives and negatives to this situation. Positives is that I haven't had a cold or flu all year because everyone's away from me and everyone's using hand gel and that, that's great. Um, you know, negatives, we haven't got the crowds. It is such a shame. And But then again, for me, because I've just, well, after Saturday, I'll have had two fights um, behind closed doors. I think it'll be very different for me going in front of the crowds again. It'll be, oh, you know, it's just as weird as being without the crowds. So... Yeah, it's, it's a strange time, isn't it? And we can only hope 2021 brings the crowds back into boxing. We can, know, we can very much hope. And um, I asked Katharina this before. Uh, in women's boxing, there's been a big increase in the talk for a pay increase. There's also been the talk about two-minute rounds compared to three-minute rounds. Uh, what are your opinions about the two-minute rounds uh, that you have now compared to the talks of three-minute rounds when there is evidence that there could be that in women's boxing? Um, my, my personal opinion is that two minutes is good for women's boxing because it makes it very explosive. Um, I think we will see more um, stoppages and knockouts over three-minute rounds. Um, there are, of course, biological differences between men and women. Um, and even as somebody who supports women in sports, I can't deny that, that you know, that is science, there are biological differences. So how you see men over three minutes, I don't think you'll see the, um, the, the, the potential of, of women in, in the three minute round compared to the men, because we have less hemoglobin, less muscle, etc. So th there's, there's the biological factors to consider as well. So you know um but the one the one of the things that i will say about the whole two and two minute three minute rounds is, is the fact that the the boxing board kind of make these decisions and, and the promoters and stuff like that and i just want the women to be con you know women us to be consulted about what we want that's that's what i want as long as the majority are happy i'll go along with the consensus but i just hope these decisions aren't made um without without people being consulted to be quite honest with you that's definitely an important factor. And, and one final question for me. Uh, this fight card is very historic, especially with the recent Sky Sports being available to more viewers announcement just recently. Uh, in the U.S., women's boxing is getting slowly and surely getting a bigger eye on it, especially with women like you and Katie Taylor and Terry Harper involved. Um, do you have any advice or anything to say for young women who are interested in watching you, whether on the Sky Sports or who are going to be watching in the US? I'd say just, just get into sport, do what you love to do, be happy, uh, you know, and, and, and work hard because the rewards do come. 
Yeah, but after the, the hard work and everything, you know, the rewards do come and you will get those opportunities. It's just, it's a lot of hard graft getting there. <laughs>